everyone. This is episode 556 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, November 28, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Red Dead Online because I played a little bit of that. I think today those who played the single player on day one can jump into it, and then it'll be open to everyone on Friday. It came out yesterday, I believe, for ultimate edition owners and in addition to that i'll be playing not playing i'll be talking about some horizon chase turbo which is a fun little racer i played a little bit of that and uh some nidhogg 2 play some of that on switch and nba 2k19 because i played that and it's the first time i've played an nba 2k game in a while and it's the first time i've ever played Maybe I think I might have played one on the PS2 online, but this is the first one I've played online uh, this generation that I can really think of. And yeah, then uh, some anime as well at the end, some more current shows, uh, some okay ones and a very not okay one. But uh, yeah, I think I'll start off with Red Dead Online. And... So, I played about an hour, an hour and a half, and the tutorial takes about 30 minutes, I guess, maybe a little less, maybe it just feels really long because you have to go through a few missions and you can't skip the cutscenes, and I also played through it twice because I hated the way my character looked after I finished the tutorial bits, and I was like, oh, nope, I'm changing this, and I deleted that character and redid everything, and that's when I realized you can't skip any of the cutscenes. And so far, with my minimal time in it, not really in the open world, being able to freely explore, it seems okay, but there are things missing from the single player, which I'm not a huge fan of. One, this was to be expected. It doesn't seem as dense in terms of people walking around and stuff like that, uh, but that's not a huge issue. It's not like it's dead. It's not, it's not Fallout 76. There's still life. It's just not as lively. Um, but that's noticeable. The hair growing system is non-existent, it seems, because you can purchase different hairstyles and they could be super long right from the get-go. There's no uh, hair growth tonic, so that really makes it clear that hair growing is not a thing, which really sucks because it limits specifically the options you have for your beard and the styles you can have because what I liked having in the main game was about a three for the, the beard and, and everything and then a huge bushy mustache but I can't do that so that sucks and with the haircuts you have a, a limited amount of styles but there were a fair amount of styles only so many you can pick from the very beginning and you can at least use hair pomade which I like uh, to fancy my fella up, but there is also no gambling, it seems, and maybe that'll come, I would assume that would come at some point, but there is no gambling, at least in Valentine, where I went, there was no, there was nobody at the table, and no icon for it, which really sucks, because I think being able to play poker or blackjack with some friends, and just do that, just have Red Dead as a online poker game that could have been one of the most fun 
things to do in it for me because I love poker, but that's non-existent. Though I, I would assume that is something that would be added in sometime down the line, probably sooner than later. Um, the camp you have, you can't... You can upgrade the look of it a little bit. You can get fast travel when you hit like level 41. I don't know if it'll also cost money. There are a lot of things that are still locked before you hit certain levels. And there is the paid currency, which is gold, which you can use to buy things with instead of in-game money. And you can buy things that are locked for you uh, behind a level, I think, with gold, which is it's it's something. But it, it looks good. It... it was running well. I didn't experience any lag or any issues like that. You are to finish out the story missions bits in the tutorial. You are forced to play a, a, a match with random people where you collect some horses. And in that mission, the horse you take will end up being your first horse, who you'll name and you do all that jazz with. Because uh, before that, you have just a horse that's called like piece of crap or whatever. Um, and you get your regular horse with that when you play with up to three other people. And that was fine. Again, no issues in terms of lag or anything like that. Uh, and the, the shooting feels as, as good as it does in single player, which I like. Not a lot of people won't like. The same in lock-on system. Um, but yeah, it's Reddit. It looks good. Your character models don't look that great. Uh, if it wasn't already clear by the fact that I made one and then I was like, I don't like this. And I opted to go with the one Asian model they have because I thought they look the the best of the bunch, of the, of the bunch that I would want to use as a way to role play in this world because that's what I do in all these games. I want to role play. Some people are like, I know, I want to play. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am a man. I, you know, I identify non-binary or whatever but typical you know typical i'm a man but i want to play as a woman in games or whatever stuff like that i want to play as someone who most physically resembles me um that's you know in terms of my hair you know my facial hair my body structure my uh skin color and all that just because i want to play as myself that that's part of what i love about games like this these very open world games and whatnot and, and ones where you can create characters being able to uh, really immerse myself in that world and feel like i'm in there and i can't do that if i'm playing as you know a different sex uh not a different gender because that doesn't mean anything it's about the sex and what you got there your bits and pieces but yeah, I found the Asian one to be the best one because a lot of the white people look really shitty. And it, what really sucks too is that there is no option for white teeth. You can either have a mouthful of really nasty teeth. They're not like a little discolored. They're really, really nasty or really, really nasty teeth. And some are missing or all are missing, um, which is okay um but yeah I, what i'm hopeful for is that there won't be a lot of people being dicks in the game 
and that I could just play online and do hunting because hunting seems like a good way to make money. I'm sure you can do better uh, doing missions or stuff like that, but I got a, a few birds and their feathers and their meat and the two carcasses, and I got probably seven, eight dollars for them, which sounds ridiculous. I got seven, eight dollars for them, but in the world of Red Dead, that's a that's a decent amount. And the honor system is in there, um, as is the horse bonding system and your stamina and all that kind of stuff. So you'll start over fresh and, you know, sprinting will increase your stamina over time and shooting and all that stuff will increase your health and whatnot. So you get to start that all fresh. The, the animals are already known to you, so you don't have to relearn them, which... I'm kind of disappointed and I'm like I, I would like to do all this again that would be fun for me um, but yeah there's there's still a lot that's just locked in terms of weapons and items and all that kind of jazz and I really haven't messed around with other missions and they're like these showdown series and stuff like that so I haven't messed too much with other people outside of that one introductory mission and yeah, I don't know. There's there's potential in it to be a fun little thing to mess around in. But I definitely have to put a lot more time into it and hopefully they add more stuff because I think the lack of gambling is such a huge... It's just a huge omission. And I don't know why it's not there. It's one of the things I was looking most forward to is playing some poker online. But, um, yeah. So far, so good. It's made a good enough first impression outside of the whole, man, this character does not look that great. Um, and they don't talk. Your character doesn't talk. They have a whistle. You get to pick the, the type of whistle and the pitch and all that jazz and how muffled it is. Um, but your character never talks, which is a little bit weird in some cutscenes. And you'll see characters in the story that are from the main game. Uh, which is cool, and I, I guess it takes place before the main game, so who knows, maybe we'll run into Arthur, I don't know, that would be weird and also awesome, but I, I am surprised by the amount of story that sets up the online aspect, and I'm not sure how much more is in there, but that, that was a pleasant surprise, I just wish I could skip the cutscene since I decided to recreate a re- you know, make a new character and all that. But so far, it's not too bad. Then I, I played some NBA 2K19 for the first time with one of my friends. And it was a lot of fun. We played two matches, and in the first match, I lost by a lot after losing my mind in probably somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, I was just going crazy because one of my best players was cold and was really pissing me off. So I was just taking every shot I could with them and ignoring everyone else because I'm like, no, they're not going to be cold. And it didn't work out for me, and I got pretty creamed in that one. But that was also my first NBA 2K game in a while. So I was still getting accustomed to the controls and all this stuff. And they had this like shot meter next to your characters that is always red and just goes up, and it in no way is helpful. I don't find it to be helpful at all, so I turned that off for the next game. 
And in the next game, it was a really tight back and forth game. And I ended up winning by two in the end. And I was fouled. I made the first free throw, missed the second. They got the ball. So it was a good chance there was maybe four seconds on the clock. So it was likely that they were only going to be able to make it to somewhere behind the three-point line. So if they made that shot, I would have lost. And that would have been a terrible way to lose. But it would be an awesome end to the game. But instead, just when they were in position, I swatted the ball away. And I won. It was very, very fun. I forgot how fun sports games can be when you're playing against another person. Especially if you're playing against someone, you know, a friend. They are a lot of fun. Uh, outside of baseball, I don't I don't feel like baseball has ever been a great multiplayer game. Because I it's more of just it's much more slower paced um but yeah that basketball game was a lot of fun and very intense and very exciting i was pleasantly surprised by it and i was also very surprised that i won because this is a friend who is a huge basketball fan picks up nba 2k every single year plays a shitload of it every time i watch uh check their online status they're usually playing nba 2k if they're playing a game, maybe they'll play something else here and there. But then it's, it's, it's always 2K that they fall back on. It's like, oh, this new game came out. I guess they're not really feeling it because they're playing 2K. But that was a lot of fun. And then Horizon Chase Turbo is a, a new racing game that just came out. Uh, I've been playing on Xbox One. And it is an old school type racer, arcade racer, which I have played very little of. I've played three races. Well, one of them I played twice, and it is very, very, very reminiscent of Rad Racer, and I loved Rad Racer. So the the art style is very simplistic, very polygonal. I really like when you just hold the gas and start off. You know, it's a little rocky start, and smoke's come, smoke comes out of the exhaust pipes, and it's a very cool-looking polygonal vector art, and I really like that about it. Um, but it's very colorful, um, and it looks really good. It's nice and clean. But the way it uh, works is that your car is very sticky to the ground, so you don't have to worry too much about driving off the road. So when your turns, you usually want to be on the inside so that you have that space uh, between. But you can brake. There's nitro in it. And what you're really trying to do, because there are probably about 20 cars in a race, is avoid hitting all the cars specifically from behind if you if you drive it in the back of a car that's really going to kill all your momentum you're not going to be able to pass them or anything and you're going to have to regain your speed and then attempt to make a pass again that is the biggest hurdle in the game and, that, and that's like with the red race you're just you're just trying to avoid these cars and all that jazz and in the 30 or so minutes i've played i've really enjoyed it because it just brings back all these fond memories I have, but it gives me them in this uh, new pretty package. Because um, it, it it's not like making the game look the way I remember it being or in my head. You know, it's it's not super fancy sixteen eight eight bit graphics. It's this more simplistic polygonal art style, but it looks really good. Uh, you know, it's, and it just, it feels really good. Uh, and what you're doing in the race is trying, you're going after place, fuel and tokens on the, the course. And, you know, you get a certain amount of points for coming in first and a number of points for collecting 
all the tokens or however many you collect and and then for collecting fuel and you get that out of a total and yeah it's just it's a lot of fun and and the lighting's pretty good too it's just it's a good good time and then Nidhogg 2 I have played a bit of on the switch because it just came out on the switch and that is more Nidhogg 2 if you haven't played Nidhogg 2 or Nidhogg at all it what it is is two opponents one on each side is trying to get all the way to one end and you know the, the other player is in your way you are both equipped with swords or maybe a bow and arrow which is a piece of shit weapon and I still hate it but you can throw your weapon at him and potentially hit him out or you can hit him with your fist or you can hit him with the weapon and whoever has killed the person last they are in control of the momentum or whatever you want to call it and they can progress in their direction if both players die then there's a stalemate and no one can progress left or right and then if the other person kills you they can progress and you have to kill them before you can move in your direction and it's very simplistic nidhogg one had very very simplistic graphics uh like atari 2600 type graphics and nidhogg 2 is much more colorful and vibrant and super super pretty and in a it's disgusting in the most beautiful ways uh like ren and stimpy and all that and it looks great on the switch both in handheld mode and uh, on the tv and if you've never played it it's a great couch not co-op game it's a great couch game to to play against another person and there is online play but i didn't test that out because i still don't have nintendo switch online and maybe i'll get it for smash i don't know i did pre-order smash so that's already a done deal which is crazy but I did it, and I'm excited about that. It comes out next week, right? Friday or whatever. Um, but Nidhogg 2 is Nidhogg 2, but now on Switch. And that is a great thing because Nidhogg 2 is great. And I've really come to appreciate it more since playing the first one, which I always thought to myself, because I remember really liking it, but I remember thinking, well, the visual simplicity of Nidhogg 1 is in its advantage because it makes it less distracting because the visuals are really, really busy. There's a lot going on in Nidhogg 2, and sometimes I feel like they're just a bit too busy and crazy, and there's just so much going on that I want to just look at everything in the world because there's so much in it, and I, I like the look of it, and it's just like, oh, I want to take all this in, and then I forget, oh, wait, no, I have to... I'm in a battle with this other person. I can't just stop and look at the world. And you're not going to do that in Nidhogg 1. But going back to it, I think Nidhogg 2 feels better as well. Which was unexpected. But good unexpected. Um, and that's pretty much all I've played. So I guess I can go to uh, all the stuff I have been watching so i mentioned last time that i was making my way through Zombieland saga which is the idol show with zombies and it has a really great start the first three episodes or so are really fun especially the first one i think it may end up being the best first episode of any series this season and i'm gonna spoil it so if you are at all interested in maybe checking this out 
skip ahead 30 seconds a minute but the way the first episode starts is you are introduced to this young girl and everything seems great and wonderful and light and fluffy and she seems so happy and she goes out her front door and is running her way to school she's like this is going to be a great new semester or whatever and then she gets hit by a car and then it like starts cutting in slow motion and then screamo music comes in and you're like what is going on this is insane and then she turns into a zombie well she doesn't look like a zombie yet because she's been made up by this dude who is the manager you'll find out later but all these other girls are in this like old dilapidated mansion with her and they're way zombies and she breaks out and then the rain washes away her makeup and a cop sees her he thinks he's going to help her because she shouldn't be out this late but then he shoots her and she's like oh wait i'm a zombie and it's just a lot of craziness and all the other zombies haven't woken up yet and they end up doing a show because the manager wants to save i forget the, the name of the town but she wants to save it and he puts on a show at a metal place and he just has them doing headbanging and because their necks are broken they're just headbanging super crazy and then they start attacking the crowd and it's just a fun goofy silly little little thing but eventually it ends up turning into more of a traditional idol show with them coming together and all this kind of stuff and i'm like a i'm not a huge fan of idol shows so it still has a, a good amount of humor in episodes but the idleness stuff is becoming more and more prominent and i don't care about that but um i still enjoy it it just went from like a 9 out of 10 with the first episode to a 7 out of 10 but it's still a solid little series then i've also watched double decker doug and kirill which is a supernatural detective show where there is this drug that people can take which is called what the hell is it called but it can put them in overdrive and that transforms them into these mutant blobs that are just super p- uh, overpowered and all this jazz. And there is a special detective force that can only, their only, uh, their jurisdiction is when this drug is in play. First, they have to find out that there might be usage, then they get clear sign of usage. And then when somebody is in overdrive mode, they are um, able to act. And they have a special gun with special bullets that whatever they were in contacts or something to tell what kind of dosage this particular overdrive usage needs. And then they could shoot them and give them their medicine as the one character likes to say, good old Dougie. Um, but it's, it's fine. You know, it's got some funny moments here and there, but it's a, a typical okay series for a season. One that, will probably be forgotten. I I don't think it's going to have any real impact on anyone, but it's not going to turn anyone away. It's just, it's a solid show to take up some time. If you're looking for something in that vein, it's very reminiscent of Bungo stray dogs. It reminds me a lot of that, but I enjoyed Bungo stray dogs more. I enjoy the characters and I, I enjoy the art a lot more in that as well. And then the last one I want to talk about is one I just watched the first episode of. And I watched it both uh, subbed and dubbed. And it is Goblin Slayer, which is horrible. I hated the first episode so much because it is, especially the first half, two-thirds, I think two-thirds, it is so incredibly mean-spirited and nasty. 
and it's the the art is ugly i hate everything about it um because the the setup is you have this young girl who has just turned 15 and she wants to become an adventurer and she's a priestess and she joins the guild and she wants to go on a, a an adventure or whatever and she groups up with this other young group of new adventurers and there's a mission to take down some goblins who have destroyed a bit of a town and kidnapped a few of their uh, girls and they go and they, they feel very cocky the priestess she's like I don't know about this and they get there and the goblins proceed to just murder and rape and destroy these people except the priestess she ends up surviving and eventually the goblin slayer gets her but the way in which these goblins treat these humans and and murder them and and rape them is so graphic and disgusting one of the female characters is stripped of her clothing and you can see pretty much everything except for the little bits that would make it more of an adult thing so you're not gonna see any nipples or any bush but you see a lot and then it cuts to a shot of her with her face smashed into the mud. One goblin has his foot on her head. Then another one's behind her, and her, her butt is in the air. And he pulls off, he, he rips off the remaining clothing uh, that is covering her backside. Um, then digs his fingernails into her back, her lower back, and digs the nails in there pulls back a little so it bleeds a little bit and is clearly immediately going to rape her and it then cuts away you hear her screaming and then a little bit later cuts as the priestess is running away constantly saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry because she's running away it cuts back to her with her face emotionless expressionless um with tears rolling down her eyes slowly moving because clearly the goblin is raping her at that particular moment um which is just it was so is disgusting and revolting and i i hate that kind of crap i think the young male knight was just brutally murdered another character was stabbed and it's just it's very nasty and then of course this goblin slayer character comes in and he saves the day but he's just he's also very like okay well she can't be saved, and then he kills one of the, the humans, and then he's killing all the goblins, and he finds a group of young child goblins, and he's like, well, you know, if they grow up, they're going to learn from this, and they're going to come back. There's no, There are no good goblins. The only good goblin is one that never comes out of his hole, and then he kills them, and he just kills everyone. And then it ends with him back at the adventure guild land, and she's there, and she's like, hey, I got this new armor. I'm going to go kill some more goblins, he says. You want to come? He's like, yeah, okay. And it was just terrible. And then the dub was okay for the most part. It was serviceable. But I think the voice actor for Goblin Slayer is trying too hard to be gruff and gritty. And it doesn't work. They should have just found a better actor that was more suitable for the role. Somebody who is actually a bit gruffy and all that and can pull that off and be indifferent and all that because that, that's part of his thing is he's just sort of like well here here's another goblin well that one's two are you okay or all right let's let's keep going 
uh, can you do some kind of magic? Uh, all right, let's let's get this going. But the voice actor is more like, well, that makes one, you know, and that one's two, um, in a way. But he sounds a little bit more high pitched still than that. He uh, he he just sounds like somebody who has a more higher pitched voice and is trying to sound, you know, dark and gritty and and, and deeper than his actual voices. Um, and not to say he sounds terrible. It just sounds like he's trying a bit too much. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for anime and all that. So outside of all that, before I end the show, I, I just want to say that PlayStation Plus for December is having a great collection of games, uh, specifically the PS4 offerings, which are Onrush, one of my favorite games of the year, a top five game for me. And Soma, which is maybe the best survival horror game. I guess that's the genre you'd put it in that I've ever played. It has one of the best stories I've ever played in any game. And I believe the PS4 version was patched with the safe mode. So if those types of games turn you off, there is a safe mode, which means that for the most part monsters can't kill you they can still affect you you can't just like stand there and like poke them with a stick or anything but they're 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 different uh but it's still scary because the atmosphere and all that is still there and the story itself still remains very powerful and i highly recommend both those games if you've never played any of them and are a playstation plus member then i don't know there's like some vita games i think one of the Vita games is Paper Please, which surprised me because I didn't know that ever came to Vita, and I wouldn't mind going back and playing that on Vita. Uh, so that's kind of cool as well. But yeah, I think that is a good place to end this here episode. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my on my list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out either this show or Attack the Backlog uh, in video form, you can watch them both over at youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you haven't already seen it or listened to it, uh, the latest episode of Attack the Backlog was about Castlevania, the very first Castlevania, which was fun. The next one will be for Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which I've started playing, and it that is a that is a very weighty game, and a game that if you're not playing it with a uh, a pair of headphones, you're not you're not doing it just like I, I feel like that game should not even work if you don't have headphones plugged in because. That is such a crucial part to the experience. But I'll get to that and take the backlog. I'm a big tease. Uh, but if you'd like to check out some of the art I do, which is crazy, kooky, and colorful, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something to like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com and support us. Nope patreon.com slash pxs and support us over there don't just go to patreon.com 
you're just going to find a bunch of stuff. And then you might find something you like more than pixelated sausage. And you'd be like, I'm done with that stupid site. Please don't do that. Just go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way with however much you can or want to. But like always, everything will be free. Everything will be free. I just can't. I keep thinking, I could do this or that. I don't want to do that or this. (laughs) Oh, boy. But uh, that is it. And as always, this is where I say... (sighs) 